Welcome to the final episode of season three of Careers Unfiltered. This is a very special episode because it's the last episode that Bryce recorded as co-host and as an undergraduate student at the University of Rochester. Before Bryce graduated, we thought it would be fun to bring things full circle by inviting our very first ever guest, Joe Tastani, to ask Bryce a few questions. As always, thank you so much for listening and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Careers Unfiltered. I'm Bryce, and I'm here with my co-host, Danae. How are you doing today, Danae? Hi, Bryce. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. And Danae and I are also joined by Director of the Green Center, Joe Testani. Hey, hey. Here, here he is. How's it going, guys? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. Yeah, I, this is fun, because I feel like we started this journey a long time ago when we last fall. So I'm excited to be back with you guys. Yeah, yeah. no, Joe was our very first episode of this podcast. And now listeners, this will be my final episode of the podcast. So Joe is here to kind of turn the tables and <laughs> grill me, I guess. I don't know. He, he told me he has some tough questions. So I we'll, we'll see. I have, some good, I have some good ones. Well, you you asked me some tough ones in mind, so I feel like it's only fair that I, that I, I, I give some back, even though I think I asked you a bunch of questions during my interview. <laughs> that, first, that first podcast. No, the, the best guests do ask a lot of questions, and in my opinion, because yeah, that, that shows engaged. they're really engaging and paying attention and, and thinking critically about what's being what's what's being discussed. Thanks, Bryce. I, I appreciate that. That's uh, Danae never gives me any compliments, so this is good to hear from you. So I appreciate that. Oh my gosh! If you could see me right now, if we weren't virtual, you would see me rolling my eyes in a very nice manner, of course. Of but course. yeah, this is this is a really special episode, and it's very full circle. Like Joe said, um, Bryce, obviously. You've been with us since the beginning. Joe was our first guest. And now as we transition with you sadly departing the podcast, now it's our turn to ask you some questions. And I'll just add that, you know, Bryce, you've worked with us you know, almost since my, like the gap right after my first year ended at, at University of Rochester. So it's also bittersweet for me just to see you leave and graduate um, just because you've been with us for so long as an office. And I'm so glad that this was uh, an opportunity that you guys came up with and that you really ran with. So I, I feel like this is such a great way to go out from the Green Center too for you is to kind of have this and uh, kind of lasting mark for the office, right? And all these interviews that you've done for the, for the team. So thank you for that. And it's, uh, it's uh, bittersweet and it's for me, but um um, I'm excited about what's next for you as well. Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed my four years at the Green Center. It's one of the things that has held constant throughout yeah. uh, my undergrad career. Um, and I think that this podcast even existing is like a testament to kind of the philosophy that has been built inside of the Green Center of, you know, like like one of our gaping void uh, little illustrations there says, uh, try shit out. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that this podcast is really a, a testament to that whole philosophy. Well, you guys ran with it this year, so I, I'm excited about it. So thank you for, for everything. Well, I guess that's a good gets kick into my first question is I was kind of reflecting back on your time. And, you know, this time of year, I've always, I've been working in 
colleges and universities for 20 plus years. And so I've gone through my fair share of commencements and, and, and uh, end of year celebrations. So I guess I was wondering, like, when you look back at your four years, like, what are you going to miss most, you know, from, from U of R and your, your time at U of R? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is definitely the, the friendships and the like fraternity that I've built with my acapella group, uh, the Midnight Ramblers, who um, anyone that knows me, uh, I can talk about the Ramblers for <laughs> way too long unprompted. As historian, that's kind of my job to know Absolutely. all of this stuff. Yeah. So um, that's, that's been a huge part of my undergraduate career. And I'm definitely going to miss um, having that creative outlet and being able to, you know, at the end of any, any day or any news, good or bad, having that, that family to share it with, and then um, having those artistic endeavors. And then I think I'll miss kind of the intellectual curiosity, Mm. uh, the, the, the sort of environment that's encouraged at universities, especially at the university of Rochester, kind of that interdisciplinary, um, learning and kind of having the ability to just like talk to a professor who has super arcane like specific knowledge and get to know them and take their courses and just like learn for the sake of learning um i think that that's one thing that i'm gonna miss a lot and i think our society in general could use a bit more of um, as adults is kind of that that lifelong learning rather than you learn for the first 21 years of your life and then you work yeah. Yeah. I was just wondering when you were saying that, have you thought about how you're going to kind of keep that momentum going, even though you are leaving the U of R? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of like a, an information, like, I don't know. Information addict isn't really the right term. Like I just, <laughs> I just like voraciously like consume like content and articles and information. Um, I'm like really plugged in to, to, a lot of stuff. So I think like that's one way that I'll definitely keep that going. And I think I'll, I'll definitely maintain connections with the, the professors and the, the staff that I, that I've built a connection with and, and still use them as resources. Like uh, just last week, I emailed an article to one of my musicology professors that I found interesting that I just stumbled upon just to kind of generate that discussion. And so I think that that's one way that at least in, in the short term, I'll be able to, to kind of keep that going. In, in the long term, I mean, it'll, it'll probably be a bit more of a challenge as I, you know, like get real responsibilities, but we'll face that when we have to. <laughs> I feel like your answer to that question I asked you is like such embodies you University of Rochester. And I think you just like, like you're like the poster child for that, right? Like the creativity outlet and the ramblers and then the like discussion and curiosity and the intellectual stimulation piece of it. So I, that's, I've appreciate that about you. And I always, I think I appreciate that. I think as like a staple of U of R, I think is having a lot of students that think like appreciate that balance or like that balance. Yeah, totally. I think that's one of the things that is really special about, about Rochester specifically. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I so love I'm, that. I was thinking about, um, you know, now that you're, I, this is time of year is always that kind of like, nostalgic or look back kind of moment but if you had to talk to your first year self so you're freshly minted just finished orientation about to start your first classes four years ago what would you kind of what advice would you give your first year self 
that to navigate you know U of R, knowing what you know now? Yeah, I think the the first thing I would say is that college is going to be harder than you think, but also <laughs> easier than you think. Okay. So it's like like academically, it's probably going to be more challenging than than you expected. Like looking back at myself as a freshman, I came from like a rural high school, like little college preparation. And I had always been like big fish in a small pond academically. Yeah. And then I came to the UR and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like pretty smart. I'm going to like breeze through this. And then my first semester, I got like a B in a class, which for me was like shocking as like this kid who had like always been at the top of his class. And then like my sophomore year, I, I did worse. And we don't have to talk about that. But <laughs> academically, it, it, I would say that you have to put in more work than you might expect at okay. first. And that's, that's definitely something I learned over my time here. But I think for, on, in, in a social aspect and a personal aspect, it's going to be a bit easier than uh, freshman me would have thought. Because like I said, coming from a rural high school, very small, knew everyone their whole lives. Yeah. I was very scared, scared and excited to go to a place uh, where I would experience a bit of culture shock in, in a way. But, you know, using the organizations I was a part of and connecting with people on my freshman hall or in classes, it, it turned out to be a lot easier than a uh, little scared freshman Bryce thought. <laughs> was there a time or a moment that you remember that kind of be like, Oh, like I, I can do this. Like I got this, like, especially on the social side of things. Yeah. I think my freshman year. So working in at the green center, I was made to do, these surveys of students. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and let me tell you, that was by far my least favorite thing I've ever had to do. Cause you just have to approach these strangers and be like, Hey, can you like fill out this form on which social media platforms you use? Cause it was, it was to gather data to see where, where the green center should be active on social media. And it was just like, at first I was absolutely terrified because these are absolute strangers. I don't even recognize any of these people. Like I don't mm-hmm. even know their face and I have to, I have to stand in Wilson Commons and be like, Hey, please take 30 seconds and do my survey. Um, but over time that became a lot easier. And I was like, okay, like this actually isn't that bad. And getting to know people is it too hard either. You just like smile and like be, be authentically yourself and like be, be forthcoming and honest. And it's, it's not that difficult. Do we make you stand outside Starbucks? Is that what we made you do? Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it was just like go survey and I would like choose a location. Usually it would be in Wilson Commons or Starbucks yeah. or um, outside of Danforth Dining Center in uh, Subi. So, you know, you kind of, you, you can't have any sampling bias by just standing in one location. You got yeah, to yeah. get, get yeah. around, you know. Wow, that must be pretty night and day compared to last semester when I'd be like, hey, Bryce, here's a stack of quad fox stickers. Go hand them out to anyone you see. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a lot easier with, with the stickers because <laughs> also you're giving someone something, whereas True. like the, the other one, you're like taking their time from them. But with the, with the sticker, it's like free quad fox sticker. People are gonna be like, yeah, please. <laughs> well, we didn't know anything back then. Like we today we we couldn't do a survey because we didn't think anybody was going to fill it out. Cause I don't think we didn't think anybody knew who we, we, we even were as an office. Like and an so, online survey. Yeah. Like we didn't, we oh, thought okay. if we emailed them, like no one would actually respond. <laughs> so, so we were like, we're going to do something like more gorilla effect. And so we sent Bryce out on into the wild and collected wow. 
for yeah, us. Yeah, thank you, Bryce, for your efforts. I would have <laughs> to say we've come a long way since then. Yeah, I, I would definitely <laughs> say so. So I was... I don't want to, I hate like the regret question of like, what do you regret or like not doing or anything like that? But you, you've been involved in a lot of stuff at U of R and you've also, you know, been like in your classes and doing really well and sort of always keeping sort of yourself busy. Was there something that you wish like you actually was, were able to carve out time for that you, that you didn't carve out time for in, in over your four years? Yeah, that's, that's another great question. I think I wish I had carved out more time for for music, which might sound a little surprising considering huh. much of my time was dedicated to the Ramblers, but yeah. um, not just acapella, but musical theater and, you know, like teaching myself how to produce like those sort of like weird, like hobby music things. I, I didn't really carve out as much time for I, I really wish. So I'm actually wearing um, a rock players shirt, which is the the student organization that does full productions of, of musicals on campus. And I wish I had, I had been in one of them. I directed, I directed a couple, but I never performed in one. And I wish I had, because I'd done it in high school. Um, and I, I definitely hoped to do it in college. But, but I think I was kind of scared away because the first time I went, I was just blown away by the talent. And I was like, wow. I'd rather direct than like try to compete. <laughs> Which show did you direct? I didn't realize you directed. Yeah, I directed our fall 2018 production of Into the Woods. And then um, I was directing when everything was canceled. I was directing a song cycle that was going to debut um, called Elegies, um, written by William Finn. Um, and, and that was going to be a really interesting project because it would be the first time that rock players had done two shows in a oh. semester. Um, but then um, the coronavirus hit and everything was canceled. So that sadly was canceled along with everything else. But sorry. Yeah, I'd say that's one thing I'd wish I'd, I'd carved out a bit more time for. That's a pretty good one. I, obviously, you, you were involved in high school with a lot of that, and so you thought that it might continue, but your path took different turns as you got here. Yeah, and I, I think another thing, now that I think about it, I wish I had been a bit more involved with research. So, so when, when I applied here, I, I, was, I got a research and innovation grant, um, which is a great program through the fellowship's office. Mm -hmm. Basically, they just give undergraduates money to do research. And I, I used mine, but I, I didn't use it as fully as, as I, I feel I could have. I, I had planned this research project with a professor and it just kind of fell through the cracks. I was just too busy and I, I accomplished some of it, but I never ended up really reaching a final product. And, and I wish I had done that a bit more because I, I really do value that kind of search for information and truth, if you can find that, you know. <laughs> I love that's true. That's true. Good Bryce answer. I, I know. That. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so perfect. Well, Danae, I know you had some questions around your you and Bryce's time together in your podcast. Yeah. Um, sort of adventures. I don't know if you want to kind of ask about some of your experiences and some of Bryce's reflections on his time doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know, Bryce, we've talked a little bit about this like offline, but I would love it if you could think back to all of the many episodes that we've done. I just counted and from a really quick count, I'm pretty sure this is your 30th episode, wow. which is incredible knowing that we started this last October 2019. So we've accomplished so much in such a short amount of time. Um but I don't want to like ask you at all for your favorite episode or guest or anything like the, 
that. But I was hoping you can maybe reflect on some moments of the podcast and the different conversations we've had that have really stuck out to you. Oh, man. That's, I know, it's a hard That's one. a really tough question. Um, I know. I think, uh, obviously, at the beginning of every episode where we interview an artist or a musician, I'm, I'm very excited. And yeah. those obviously all stand out. But I think one of our earliest episodes that I, I still think we haven't, I, I guess by the time people are hearing this, we will have released it. But our episode with Neil Burns, um, which was one of the first episodes we recorded, um, I remember being super like freaked out um, about it because because I, I was still very new to the podcast process. But he's just such a personable guy and such a, such a character. And I I really felt myself getting into kind of a groove and getting into the flow of the conversation, which is really so important to, to having an effective podcast is making it feel to the listener, like they're just eavesdropping on, on a conversation. And, and, and so that one stands out to me as one of the first times where I really felt like, okay, like I think we're creating something here that's of value and Mm -hmm. is really um, going to be useful and uh, I'm enjoying myself doing it. Yeah, I would I would agree with what you're saying. So for the listeners out there who have not heard Neil's podcast episode, um, so at the time, this was very, very early on when we threw around the idea, we bought the equipment, and we knew we wanted to do a podcast, right? And Neil Burns, he happened to work in our office at this time last year, and we also knew he was an alum. So, and we were also privy to the knowledge that he had a really unique story and we were like, okay, we need to do a test run of the podcast, see how it goes. Perfect. Neil's here. Let's see if he'd be willing to do it and let's record and see what happens. And honestly, I haven't listened to it recently. Um, It's been edited, but we have not revisited. And part of me like cringes at how awkward Bryce and I are just a little bit. The listeners might not be able to tell, but like Bryce was saying, it was so new to us and we're really trying to just get comfortable with the medium of using a podcast and connecting with listeners and like Bryce said, making it seem like you can just eavesdrop from across the room, right? So you could tell like in the beginning, we're definitely pretty stiff, but Neil was so engaging where we quickly warmed up and it was a really great conversation and hopefully by the time you hear this, that one will be out. I kind of, a part of me wants to bring Neil back to do a check-in since he's done a lot since we last spoke with him. So that's kind of, that's hopefully the plan, but I agree, Bryce. That's a really good point. Um, And you forgot the most important thing about Neil is that he was a rambler. And so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I can't believe you left. I was good. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of like the key point of the conversation. I think we've interviewed like, two two or three members of, of the ramblers which which i think is is due in part to the group's culture of of wanting to be involved with the campus and so that yeah. kind of creates like involved alums which which i think i i will be also but i've met my share of ramblers like alumni um and they are like oh usually they're like some of the most enthusiastic u of r people mm-hmm. that, I, that i've met like like really like bleeding Rochester in terms of their like energy and enthusiasm for the, for the campus. Um, and so I, you're right. I think it is a very much just a cultural mm-hmm. thing that you, you guys have. Um, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, uh, you mentioned at the top, like just that experience and that camaraderie. I, so thinking about your Rambler experience, just to go back to that for a second, 
what's a highlight for you from your Rambler experience? Like you got, you've been involved with them. You guys done like, and today and I went to one of your shows, which was so much fun. And so like, what's a good, what's a, what's a good Rambler experience that you've had over that, that you can talk about on a podcast? Wow. I mean, there, there, there are really so many, I think obviously one that sticks out was the night that I got in because we have, we have a unique little ritual um, where we, we basically trick the people into thinking they need a second callback. Um, if there are any any prospective students who are maybe want to join the Ramblers listening, uh, skip forward. <laughs> I know. Are you going to get in trouble for like spilling secrets? No, it's like an open secret. So okay. right. th- basically, we, we trick them and then we ambush them and we sing we we sing them in, and then the, the first person gets roped into singing the second person and so on and so forth, and then we all hang out and. Um, on the first night, we like we have this old document titled Rambler History, but it's really only the first like seven years of the Ramblers, but it's like how the group was founded and all of that. And so we have our own little ritual um, on the first night. And another thing that sticks out, um, I think our last show, uh, The Great Rambler Bake Off, that was a great one. I really enjoyed it. I think that was probably the best uh, show that we've had. Oh, wow. Uh, during during my time in the group, like the skits were were well written, and that's not just a pat on the back. Um, I I, th- I really think they 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 were funny and well edited. We have an awesome video editor in the group now who does a great job. And one one final thing is so we do, we do this competition, the international championship of collegiate acapella, the ICCA, uh-huh. um, which. You may recognize from Pitch Perfect if you've seen that. Yeah, it's so Pitch Perfect. The movie is based on a nonfiction book. Oh, I didn't know that. that. It's it's a real it's a real thing. So that competition, I competed in with the Ramblers, uh, my sophomore and senior years, and it's a twelve minute set. And both both of those twelve minutes of music and storytelling mean so much to me, and it, it, it really was such a pleasure to like really grind those 12 minutes with the talented people around me into the best they could be. And this year, sadly, the competition was uh, cut short after the quarterfinal stage. Um, We took first at our quarterfinal and we were super, super, so excited to go to the semifinals. We thought we had a good chance, but you know, it happens. It's that's life. Sometimes things, things happen, but I, I will say I'm extremely proud of, of the music that we were able to make. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah, you guys are a great group. And um, I w- we were excited. I remember Danae and I went to that, um, the show, and it was so much fun just to kind of see you guys in action um, mm-hmm. with all the energy you bring to the to the stage. So that's always fun. I think I've seen you at random festivals around town too, singing with the Ramblers. I think you guys are, I think you guys are always everywhere on campus or yeah, we, random we, things. We, we try to get around the community as much as possible. We've been at Clothesline Festival. Yeah. Uh, we, we sung at Fringe Festival in the past. So. And, and you did me a solid. You you mm-hmm. came in and serenaded one of our staff members, Jody, for a yeah, birthday, which I think... Th- those are always fun. Little like, happy birthday <laughs> or like sororities always ask us to do like big little things. So it, it, it's fun to get involved in those those little ways when you can just like brighten a person's day, you know? She was definitely embarrassed. I appreciated that. That was a lot of fun uh, for me to see her embarrassed and awkward. <laughs> I feel like the embarrassment is a big part of why people ask us to do it. Because <laughs> like a, a group of people singing is like pretty attention drawing. And so it's just the, 
people are always like, oh, oh my gosh. You know, so like covering their faces. And, the main reason I wanted you to do it for <laughs> Yeah, so. I, think, I think it's kind of part of the appeals. It's kind of the, the fun of it, you know. So you mentioned sort of like those those moments with the Ramblers and I was I was going to ask you kind of the sort of what you were most proud about from your URL experience. Do you think that's like one of those things or is there other other things that you kind of look back upon and say, gosh, I'm like so proud that this happened or that I did this or accomplished this and and I'm like, you know, sometimes you know, we don't often get a chance to like pat ourselves on the back on some of these things. So I, I'm giving you that opportunity to say, you know what, I'm really proud I did that or this kind of happened for me. Yeah. And and Joe, before I answer that question, I do want to say the the collar rubbing from the, the head nodding, it's definitely happening. Ah, son of a... Thank you. That's, that's, yeah, I just wanted to give you the heads up. Thanks. I appreciate that. Like, yeah, no. Love it. Yeah. So that annoying help. noise that people hear is just Joe's Joe's headphones hitting his collar. <laughs> yeah, we, we had talked about this before we started recording, but you know, with with the whole remote thing, things are going to happen. Jo, trying, Joe's doing his best. I'm trying to keep my head straight, and, and it's really I'm I'm Italian. I I, I'm, I usually use my hands and I, I move around a lot, and so this is really hard. No, but the, but that is that is a great question. So so thing I'm most proud of that's. Just yeah. to make sure I have that straight in that mm-hmm. after a little little aside there. Yeah, I mean I mean the Ramblers are definitely I like like I said before, I could talk about the Ramblers all day. So I'll try yeah. to come up with something else. But five seconds on the Ramblers, like extremely, extremely proud of of what me and my my class and everyone before us have been able to to build. And the, the people uh younger than me are just so talented. They're immensely talented people um, and even better friends. So Super, super proud of that. Um, Something else. I would say I'm pretty proud of this podcast. I think that this is something that Danae and I and have have kind of built from the ground up with the great support from the green team, especially you, Joe, you know, filling in when I can't be there and turning the tables on me here and being our first interview. So I, I think that's something I'm really proud of. And I think it's something that will hopefully it hopefully someone finds it finds it helpful and i think people will i think we've we've done something something good here and and i think the green center in general has grown a lot and the philosophy behind the green center and the great people that are hired here as student workers and as uh career professionals i i think that that's something i'm i'm proud to have been a part of and then the last thing that i would say i'm proud of i think i think i'm i'm uh, no, I mean, there's, there's like a lot of things, you know, it's, it's hard to really boil it down. That's good. That means you had a really good yeah. experience that you yeah, no, I mean, like, it's like a lot of things coming to mind. That's, that's a great thing. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm proud of like my own personal growth. I, I don't want to be like narcissistic about it, you know? Um, but I, I think like if freshman me saw current me, like, I, I hope, I, I think, I hope that he would like, see like a role model figure in that kind of the people that I looked up to as a freshman, like hopefully like I, I was one of those in my time here, I hope. And I I think I've grown a lot um, coming from a rural, like as a child, I was very Mm antisocial. And now when I tell people that they're surprised to hear it, so I think that's like a sign of, of personal growth that I'm proud of. Absolutely. Yeah, you should be. That's not narcissistic at all. I think it's just reflecting back on that journey, right? And kind of from A to B. And so I think that's that's awesome that you can 
sort of see that first of all. And um, I think be able to acknowledge that you did actually grow and you invested all the things you invested in over U of R, like actually paid off in the ways that you see most value from them, regardless of what that is. I think that's like your own personal sort of like the friendships you've made, obviously the knowledge you've gained, and then just the overall just growing that we all go through, I think, and continue to go through. I know 20 years, 20 some odd years out of college, I'm still going through the process of trying to figure things out <laughs> and, and growing. So, so I appreciate that. Good answer. That was good. Good stuff. That's a lot to be proud of for four years. Yeah. I mean, and, and I couldn't, I, I really can't boil down like what, what the university has, has been to me in the community around it. It, it really has been e- even better than I could have hoped for. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's, you made a good choice then, right? You are, was a good fit for you. Yeah. Yeah. The whole college admissions process for me was, was quite stressful but we don't, we don't have to talk about it, right? <laughs> that, that, that's a past version of me that no longer really exists. So um, I just want to make sure I say that you've created some really massive shoes to fill with this mm-hmm. podcast. And, you know, Danae is phenomenal. And I think she'll continue to, like, do great things. Um, but finding a student to work with her is it's going to be hard. You know, I think you're kind of like the voice with mm-hmm. Danae of this thing. And, you know, I'm obviously Danae spent more time with you on this podcast than I have, but I associate this thing with you. And so I think you, you're leaving some big shoes for someone's going to have to come in and kind of meet the bar that you've set uh, for, for doing this. And I'm sure Danae, you would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even now, like when I'm so, for those listening, we're in the spring of 2020 and we're currently releasing a mini series of shorter podcast episodes, which Bryce currently isn't a part of, but each and every single one of those episodes, we reference Bryce in the beginning that like, he's not here, we miss him. But then at the end of the episode, we also use um, Bryce's outro that he made which I just love so much. And I've, even when I'm editing those, I'm like, oh my gosh, like when Bryce isn't here and we have someone, maybe another student fill that position, do I have them re-recorded? Do I keep it? And so there's a lot that I'm going back and forth with, but I agree, Joe. I, Bryce, you've been such an amazing part of this whole project. And I don't know. I don't know how we're going to fill this position. And I'm not sure who's going to bring it. I don't know. Yeah, you might have to bring Bryce back to do interviews for of students, so you can, <laughs> you can kind of give his seal of approval to the to the next person. Maybe, might oh, be. That's that's really kind of both of you, but you know there are a lot of talented people at the university, and I, I'm confident that you guys can find someone who will hopefully be even better than me. That's that's the hope, right? Well, if you have any Rambler recommendations, we we'll definitely take, a, take <laughs> those from you as well. <laughs> be good to keep the tradition going <laughs> I know right all things we're gonna just turn into a rambler podcast like we'll be like calling now, see, him there's Bryce. an idea <laughs> Bryce is like wait a second this he's is already something. the historian we'll just bring him in that's true yeah that's true you guys well, have good documenting of of your like the rambler history yeah so that's actually been one of my projects as a historian uh-huh. um so we have like a comprehensive like alumni directory and we, we keep in touch pretty well. Uh, a couple of years ago was our 20th anniversary. 
And we had a ton of alumni, like 70 alumni wow. from all 20 years come back and sing with us. You can find videos and posts from that on our Facebook and our YouTube channel. Uh, that would have been in April of 2018. But yeah, I, I think one of the big projects I've been working on is these alumni have so much media. So videos, pictures, old arrangements. And I just basically said to them, like, send me everything you have. And wow. I have since then been diligently cataloging it and trying to figure out how best to kind of get this hosted on the internet somewhere so everyone can see it if they want to. Um, so documentation is, is kind of a mixed bag. Like everyone has a lot of stuff, but over, over the past five to 10 years, the historian position kind of faded out of existence. And so I kind of have, have been working to, to bring it back. Pretty cool. That's another little, nice little mark you're leaving for the Ramblers as you, yeah. as you move on to. That's amazing. I just want to put it out there. I don't know how many people know this for our listeners, but I think it's like one of my favorite fun facts about Bryce is that he's <laughs> super into Jeopardy. Bryce, can you share with the audience about your love for Jeopardy and oh. what that journey has looked like? I have watched Jeopardy pretty religiously since I was like a small child. And I've, I've auditioned and, and so this is actually one of the, one of the absolute low lights of my college career. Oh no. So <laughs> my sophomore year, I auditioned for the college championship of Jeopardy and I was offered an in-person callback. Wow. And I was like, when I, I, I remember so clearly getting this email cause I had woken up from a nap and checked my phone and I was just like, this is crazy. I can't believe it. But then I looked at my calendar and that was the day of the Rambler show oh, no. <laughs> That's that semester. So I was like, okay, could I do like the, the day after the Sunday? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so I was like, all right, this could be the best weekend of my life. I'm going to have a Rambler show and I'm going to audition for Jeopardy. And then Strong Auditorium, our, our performance venue on, on the River Campus, uh, basically almost caught on fire. There was an issue with the boiler system. And so we had to reschedule our show for the next day. No. Yeah, which was a little rough. And so I spent that entire night like, what do I do? And I was like, at the end of the day, like, I can audition for like adult Jeopardy for the rest of my life. Like, I only get eight shows with the Ramblers. Turned out to be seven, plot twist. But, and then so I did the Ramblers show the next day. But yeah, Jeopardy trivia, huge. Like, I don't know why my brain is the way that it is, but I just remember so many arcane facts and figures and things it's just well, well this makes much more sense so for our listeners we did an end of year mm -hmm. party for our student staff and in the green center and bryce won and, and now it makes because your level of knowledge on some of these on some of the questions i asked which are pretty like they were pretty obscure like yeah you, you i mean i'll, I'll admit a couple were guesses because like they were just like bar trivia questions some of them sure. where it's just like you just got to kind of ballpark yeah. But I definitely knew like a good amount of them. Yeah, you smoked our staff for sure. Like that was they didn't even they didn't even compare. Like oh. that, this makes much more sense now. Like I think this now it's like okay now I get it. I'm sorry you didn't get a chance to do that though. That's yeah. I mean it's 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 okay. Like like I said, I'll audition for like the adult Jeopardy where you can win more money anyway. If you win the college, <laughs> if you win the college championship, you only get a hundred thousand dollars. But like. You can make a hundred thousand dollars in a week if you can make it five days on Jeopardy. Like you're, you, you'll make that much money. Well, fingers yeah. crossed. Which, which, which like, obviously, I'm not saying I have that knowledge base to even win Jeopardy once. But you know, 
Like maybe in 20 years, I'll be on. Who knows? Well, I know. we'll, be, we'll be watching for sure. So we're going to be pulling for you for, to be on Jeopardy. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I know. I hope to see you on Jeopardy one day. That'd be so amazing. Yeah, yeah. that would be like a lifelong dream fulfilled. For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of, I guess, lifelong dreams and fulfilling things, um, I think it'd be great if you could talk a little bit about what it is you'll be doing next. Yeah. So things or what it is you hope to be doing next. Yeah. Yeah. Things are things are always shifting, especially now when we're facing coronavirus and mm-hmm. an economic recession for sure. You know, we're not gonna avoid that. So, you know, I'm a little bit scared going into the job market, but, um, you know, I studied economics and music here, and basically my dream would be to do both of those, (laughs) like artistic administration, uh, business and art connected. On my, like, LinkedIn header bio bit, um, I I, I basically say, like, my, 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 my experiences and my skills and my knowledge is kind of, like, allows me to have a holistic view of of arts organizations and their operations. That's like a direct quote from my LinkedIn bio. <laughs> but I think that really encapsulates what it is that I wish to do. Um, and so I, I've been really lucky to have been working first as an intern and, and now as a part-time staff member um, in the development department of the Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra, which has been an awesome, incredible experience. Um, I've gotten to take ownership of some awesome projects and work with an incredible team and, and see some career role models, which, which has really been uh, super helpful for me as I've kind of tried to figure out what it is I wanted to do. Because when I first came to the university, I was like economics only. And I'm like, I'm going to be an investment banker because they make dough. <laughs> um, and, and then I quickly learned that um, I would rather work like a 35 hour work week and like have a life. Not, not, not to say that investment banking is not a valid profession. It totally no. is, but that's not for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, that, that kind of intersection between business and art is really where I, I want to make my living because that way I both get to support something I really care about in, in the arts and also feel fulfilled. I feel like I'm still fulfilling like both, both sides of my brain yeah. in, in my occupation. That's exciting. Well, we got your back here, man. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll be working and talking with you along the way to help you arrive at those goals and i think the next few months are going to be you know pretty interesting from a variety of perspectives with all that's going on around us but i think there's gonna be some great opportunities that present themselves and i think your experience since you've been at u of r i think is really positioned you well to be successful in that space yeah and i'm really grateful for the opportunities i have had at the university um, between my work study and the things i've been able to do in class and with the ram which it's really been incredible i can't say enough about it it's awesome what was or what is one or a few whichever one you want to go with of the more eye-opening experiences you had at u of r wow that's that's you're really coming with these great questions Joe. <laughs> I, I gotta say you know i Prepared. think one that really so so when i when i was applying to colleges in high school i was like I was, I was aiming to get away from, from everything. I, like I, I was saying that I was seeking out a culture shock. Yeah. And so one, one thing, my very first semester, I took uh, Linguistics 110, which is the introductory course. Um, I took it with uh, one of our guests, actually, um, Sasha L.Y. Evans, and she was a great professor. Um, and that class 
really challenged a lot of the things that I had heard growing up about language and about culture and race and all of all of these important issues. And, and it was really intellectually fulfilling and it was really everything that I had wanted out of, out of collegiate academics, kind of challenging preconceived notions and analytically thinking about these problems and looking at evidence and discussing things open, openly. Sure. And so I think that was definitely an extremely eye-opening experience for me, just taking that class and learning and challenging myself. That's a good one. Sounds like, when, when did you take that class? Like second year, first year, second year? That, that was my very first semester. Oh, wow. So it was like out the gate, like this is what USR, EOR is all about. Like, yeah, welcome. It was, it, was, it was awesome. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's a good way to kick off your academic career. Yeah. That's That's great. So Bryce, before we end, I wanted to hand over the mic to you to let you say whatever it is you wish to say to our listeners, since this is sadly your last time, unless we do have you back maybe down the road to check in to see how you're doing. But I wanted to give you a moment to say whatever comes to mind. Yeah. First things first, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, probably our most loyal listener, and that is my mom. Shout out my mom, Mary Davis. Great supporter of the podcast. Great supporter of me and my family. Love that. Love you, mom. Um, And I'd also like to thank the the rest of our listeners, but especially my mom. Um, (laughs) I'd I'd like to thank you, Danae and Joe, for uh, kind of allowing me to hatch this idea and see it through. Um, to what it's become over 30 episodes. That's, that's a landmark, uh, I would say, definitely. I, I think that, that we'll, we will have produced two, two or three seasons of, of content, which is really, really awesome. And that's, that's really exciting. And so I'm thankful that um, you allowed a student who works in your office eight hours a week to, to kind of take on this huge project and, and turn it into something. And I, I couldn't have done it without the help of my awesome co-host, Danae, who does so much research and brings a different perspective to the podcast and handles all of the interfacing with alumni, thanks to the help of MMH and everyone else um, in alumni relations. So there really are so many players in this podcast that you don't, our our listeners really get to hear about. So I just like to give a special shout out to MMH and everyone in alumni relations. And of course, Danae and Joe. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't think I can say enough about my time at Rochester. Um, it's been awesome. Um, and even though it didn't end the way I was expecting it to, um, you know, it's, it's okay. It happens. And one thing I will say to any undergraduates listening, stuff's going to happen. You just got to deal with it. You just got to roll with it. You can't dwell on it. <laughs> um, it that's life. Sometimes you take a, take a rough break, but so it goes. Got to keep moving. That's great. Thank you, Bryce. And thank you for the the shout outs. And you're right. There's a lot of people involved with the podcast who make it happen and we couldn't do it without them. And yeah, this is sad. I don't want to end. We could, Joe and I could keep asking you questions all day, but realistically (laughs) we have other things to do, sadly. Yeah. So I just want to thank you so much for being the best co-host this past year. It's been so much fun and I know there's been so many moments, the listeners don't see this, but Joe does and Bryce does is when I freak out or I get really nervous or I don't feel like I know the technology well enough or whatever. And they've 
both been so helpful, but especially Bryce. Like he's in the trenches with me when we're doing these episodes. So Bryce, thank you so much. It's been an honor to work with you. And yeah, you're a legend on the podcast. Now that might be a bit hy- hyperbolic. Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> a bit of hyperbole for sure. I think it's an accurate statement and we appreciate you and we're going to miss you. And, and Danae's right. We're definitely going to have you back on. So we're going to check in yeah. on you, uh, how you're doing. So it just only makes sense to, to have a check-in in the future. So expect, expect the call soon uh, to come <laughs> back and, and chat about where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in for another episode of Careers Unfiltered. Bye everyone. If you like what you're hearing, give us a rating on your podcast listening platform of choice, subscribe, and share us with your friends. Thank you so much, and see you next time on Careers Unfiltered.